0: This episode of Cinema Vention is brought to you by Routing Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, Wermall3, and Kevin Fournier. If you want to become one of the names listed here at the top of the show, go to patreon.com slash is one and support the show today. Hi, I'm Wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie Waiting.
1: <gasps> Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A oh, Cinema Where'd you get those goobers?
0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Cinema Vention podcast where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today we'll be discussing the movie Waiting which my guest has seen before. He is the host of the Politics 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 Great Night and Weird Things podcast and is the founder of Dog and Pony Show Audio. Please welcome internet superstar Justin Robert Young to the show. How are you doing, Justin? I'm so happy to have you here.
1: Hey, buddy. Good to, good to, good to be here, man. Good to be here. Uh, there's a an adorable little 4th of July parade that goes through our neighborhood here in Austin. And this is the second year we've been able to catch it. But uh, this year, the dude in the lead car with him and his wife waving american flags and uh saying happy independence day to everybody uh pointed directly at me and said he has a podcast (laughs) so that's a thing that happened to me today
0: oh that's amazing well i'm so glad that you're here to talk about the movie waiting and i hope that everyone joining us here is uh excited for us to talk about this cuz here we go we'll go ahead and go over the stats real quick before we talk about the movie. Of course, Waiting is available to, for rent or purchase and it, and was available to stream on HBO Max up until recently. I think it's switched now to uh, Cinemax. Uh but go but check justwatch.com for anything new on that front. Waiting was released by Lionsgate Films on October 7th, 2005. The movie was directed by Rob McKittrick and stars Ryan Reynolds, Anna Ferris, Justin Long, David Kochner, John Francis Daly, Caitlin Doubleday, Elena Ubach and Andy Milanakis. The movie had a budget of three million and made 18.6 million in theaters. so I, for an independent film, that's actually pretty good. Uh, do you remember when you saw this film for the first time, though, Justin?: I believe that
1: this was a home video. Uh, uh situation i mean this is 2005 so it's the era of dvds which are are becoming very very big um but really kind of a golden age for comedy mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it was adam mckay that said or if it wasn't mckay it was um oh man i'm 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 blanking on his name but one of the directors that was huge in this in this era that said that comedy really kind of hit this massive golden age in the aughts when people stopped shooting on film and started mm-hmm. shooting on, uh, digital, uh, yeah. because with film, you have to be very, very careful about letting your actors go wherever they want. Uh, when it's digital, you can just have them take a billion takes. It's really just your, you know, uh, a uh, timing of, of shooting that is, uh, the only thing that's that's keeping you and not you know the expensive process of of loading film so this was very much in that era and and really i think probably the best version of that kind of movie but with the ryan reynolds sheen that had uh that had kind of popped up through van wilder uh instead of uh, this is like you know before Ryan Reynolds became an action star like he is today Right. Uh, uh, you know he was just the, the the Van Wilder guy
0: yeah before Deadpool before Free Guy um before all of that this is where uh this is where No he yeah he he's
1: kind of had like that Matthew McConaughey career where he kind of has had like two big runs like like it wasn't like there was a moment in in between where he was doing a lot of ripds and stuff like that just absolute stinkers but this was still in the heyday of him uh, him killing it during uh
0: yeah absolutely well and 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 honestly too like there's a lot of big uh, stars in this movie in particular that kind of went on to uh to make really good projects as well. So, so yeah, this this has a lot of good going for well, it. Well, you
1: know, it really is, it, it, it it's just kind of a who's who, right? Um, you yeah. Know, so Ryan Reynolds at that point, Van Wilder. Anna Ferris was Scary Movie. Justin Long was, uh, you know, most famous at this time for I'm a PC, I'm a Mac. David Keckner was mm. uh, Anchorman. John Francis Daly was Freaks and Geeks. So it's like right there. That's kind of just a murderer's row of comedy from that era regardless of uh, what you particularly thought of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and uh and I will say like cuz talking about this movie cuz this movie is very much relatable to anyone who has worked at a restaurant uh including myself. I I draw uh, I drew so much so many parallels from this movie and you have to imagine that like the people writing the script the director all the crew have clearly worked restaurant jobs before because it was scary how accurate this movie was like they really got everything right you know
1: certainly the uh certainly the screenwriter you know they they yeah. they very much uh kind of identified the sort of key elements for me having worked in a bunch of restaurants in my younger years my my first <laughs> job was uh, Bussing tables at Tower Pizza in Davy, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but they, I think that they, they identified a bunch of really key things, including, I think, the biggest, which is the different sort of tribes that exist in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like with that, that when when you when you do the job, it kind of feels a little like productiony, mm-hmm. where you know you have your actors and you have your techies and you have your uh, uh, people in the front of the house and the ushers and stuff like that. It kind of feels like that uh, uh, in, in, in a restaurant world. But, you know, it's a lot less glamorous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's just a, a little bit more blue collar.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely one thing that uh, did not stay around, although I do remember, is smoking in the kitchen. And more specifically, smoking just out in the out in the uh, comment area. Right. Like this was 2005 and you know we're gonna have a lot of (laughs) a lot of 2005 references in this for sure and you know i was kind of the last generation um of people that you know we would go into pizza hut and it was always pizza hut where we were asked for a smoking or non-smoking table um i i just how late was that uh i had to have been i think the latest i remember doing that was like probably in the late 2000s is when I stopped hearing the question of smoking or non-smoking. Wow. And where did you yeah. grow up again? Uh, right where'd around, uh, up? yeah, right around, uh, Southeast Michigan.
1: Okay. So, yeah. No, I remember that going away a little earlier, although I'm a little older than you, so I, I definitely do remember, uh, smoking and non-smoking sections on planes as well, which, uh, right. is, 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 that was, that was a whole nother, uh, ball of wax, but <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it's like uh, yeah. plane engines and cigarette smoke. Like, who thought that was a good idea?
1: <laughs> well, or the idea that like the smoke would stop magically uh, by you know uh, you know some sort of invisible barrier. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, that being said, uh, 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 yeah, no, I, I I I would say again, and that's the thing is is what this movie does a good job about is identifying the real kind of culture of cooks in restaurants. And I've said Mm -hmm. this to people, uh, a a bunch that the difference between a cook in your average Chili's, Applebee's, uh, neighborhood, you know, restaurant, Mm -hmm. the difference in temperament between that dude, usually dude, but oftentimes lady, uh, and a construction worker is almost non-existent. Like they're like the same kind of people. It's just, you know, restaurant people realize that they could wake up later in the day.
0: <laughs> yeah. right.
1: Uh, uh, that You know, construction workers got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, uh, cooks don't.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so
1: there is a rambunctious element to, to that, that I, I think some people, if all you do is watch the food network uh, you might not um, you might not grok immediately
0: yeah absolutely and like uh, the fact that naomi's coming at speaking of restaurant workers it, it, this was always the thing where like you would have so many workers at the start of the shift and it's like dead out in front it, it was always like it was it was always like six o'clock seven o'clock it's like when the dinner rush really got started but like the first like hour i would always just be like sitting around just on my phone twiddling my thumbs (laughs) like it really was like yeah yeah really was like that what
1: did you do what what, what were what were you what were you working so i was
0: so i was a busboy slash delivery worker um at the most recent one that i worked at and then i also was a um a sandwich artist over at subway so those were the two subway big restaurant jobs that i had um and it was definitely yeah, was this a bus
1: boy and then a and yeah. then a waiter.
0: Yeah. It was definitely this uh this last job that I just got out of that I like like all the elements of this movie, I was like, I could point you out in my restaurant, like absolutely who those people were, like where like th- this just felt like <laughs> it, it just felt like my restaurant just disguised as different people in different conditions.
1: Oh yeah, no. I think that there is there is definitely a. Uh, I mean, this is a heightened version. Right? It's not exactly a documentary. Yeah, exactly. Certainly, the, the the stuff does ring true. And one and that is one of those things that like does exist in the world of restaurants. Like, you know, uh, when you first walk in, you might be able to get a sense from the server of how many like reservations are there tonight, and you would have a, a general sense of how busy the night's going to be. But you never really know. Yeah, uh, and 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 they did capture some of the, uh, some of the some of the quirks of that. Uh, yeah, you know, like people as as the restaurants closing, a bunch of people come in.
0: Yeah, like, no, there was know, there always is, those uh, people, right?
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, and 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 you just uh, uh you know, you have those moments where you see people walking in from the um from the parking lot. And and you're just, like, yelling to the hostess, like, lock the door, lock the door,
0: lock the door! <laughs> oh, man, now I can imagine. I, I will say, ha- ha- having staff meetings in the dumpster, like, is that a common thing? Because we never did that. There was always, like, the break room where we were at, like... That we would. I mean, I don't no, know. I guess I think I think that's that's a that's
1: that's I think that's a little Hollywood magic to make things a little even quirkier than they uh, than they might. Although I will say that the dumpster was a gathering place, sure. Um, because you had the smokers that would go out back, and mm. um, you know, and and uh, or you would have cooks or waiters or anything that would like be killing time by breaking down boxes and shit
0: like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't you? But usually,
1: that's like the dumpster was just kind of like like the smoke break place right? because no one's gonna bother you if you're by the dumpster.
0: Yeah, that's true. I want to talk about the manager. So it was interesting to me that it almost seemed like they were trying to combine a strict follow all the rules manager and like sort of like he 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 was trying to be a laid back manager, but he was also very much like he he's like he's the guy that's like. I'm with it with the kids type of manager. You know what I'm saying? Like he was kind of like he was trying to have a fun side, but it just really wasn't working out. And (laughs) I actually experienced both of those things with my, with the two managers I worked at. Like first one was like very much, very much like follow the books type of manager. And the second one was like, you know, the guy you would have a drink with afterwards kind of manager. So I actually did like him a lot. He was pretty good.
1: I've been famously unkind to restaurant managers in my professional life because uh, uh, this usually comes up whenever people start talking about tipping. Mm. And -hmm. specifically if they're like, oh, I I think we should not do tipping, and tipping is a bad idea for whatever different reasons. And uh, I I usually lean back on the concept of, like, if you are against tipping, then, boy, do you have a lot of faith in restaurant managers. And if you have a lot of faith in restaurant managers, then my suspicion is you probably haven't worked in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Because they're not usually – I mean, like, again, this is one of those things that, like, it's what makes it a quirky, fun workplace that you can tell a comedy about is you – would think that there's something more akin to kind of like middle management, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe a little Michael Scott, uh, but they're not, they're, they're kind of more like somebody who just started up a child beauty pageant. Like, like there's, there's a lot of questions of motives and exactly, you know, whether or not it's like, wait, are, who why are you doing this? What is happening here? Why are you handling all this money? Why are you counting up? all all the, all the, all the, all the cash at the end of the night and telling me how much I made. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, there are some that follow the rules There are others that don't, but, uh, yeah, they are, they are not, uh, uh, they are not the authority figure that I think many, many people assume that.
0: Yeah, no, they really aren't. Yeah, no, because like I've had those conversations with those managers and like when you get when you get to talking with them after a while, it's like you you get to realize it's like, OK, yeah, no, you're like you're you're just like everyone else. You know, you like to
1: you're just kind of like somebody's cousin. Yeah. Like that's the thing is it was always just like a friend of the general manager or something like that. Or, or they they maybe they used to be waiters like a while ago. But like it it's it very much is like they just took one prisoner and made them made them the warden. And sometimes boy, especially when you mix shit, like, you know, uh, uh, the fact that again, everybody kind of comes from these different tribes and, you know, the cooks are kind of like construction workers, the, uh, uh, you know, waitstaff is kind of somewhere in between, uh, uh, you know, an, 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 an act, a failed actor and a failed musician, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, bartenders have their own vibe and then you have the hostesses which by and large tend to be younger and prettier. And you have scumbag managers that are on top of it. It just, look, man, th- there are elements here that are, that are just bad news, but I, I yeah. can't remember. It's no since I've seen this movie. I can't remember if they specifically get into that dynamic, but, but that is, that's one of those things. There's only so many times you can watch a, uh, a 40 a, a year old man hit on a 16 year old girl and be like, wait a minute, are you a good person? Yeah, my
0: <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, because the, well, because, you know, she is turning 18 next week, though. So, you know, so don't worry about that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, I will say, though, like I, I will be I will say like the last job that I worked at, like I really did like all the people that I worked with. I really only got along with like maybe one person when I that I worked at at Subway. But the last job that I worked at was kind of. It was kind of chill in the sense of like you know we he, like we were allowed to cuss like you know we like obviously not in front of you know customers but like when we were in the back the like,
1: patrons we, yeah
0: right yeah 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 but if we were but if we were cussing amongst everyone else like that was completely fine and like I liked everybody at the place for the most part that I worked at it was just I didn't like the work itself you know
1: <laughs> it's hard man I mean that you you really. You really have to like cash money if you're working in restaurants. Yeah. Because the best jobs there are the servers. All right. So the best jobs in a restaurant are, and, and this is indisputable in order,
0: mm-hmm.
1: bartender. Yep. Server. Yep. Depending on your vocation, you may or may not like cooking more than busing, but I preferred busing. Mm. And then you have like your hostess position.
0: See, I don't um, know. I never had a cook job, but I feel like I would have liked it more than bussing. I hated bussing. It yeah, was horrible. I,
1: I, I would I would say the only thing that you get with bussing is a slice of the tips. Sure. Um. At least I always did. So yeah. that, that was, I mean, like, because that's the one thing. Look, being in a restaurant sucks. Like, there's very few redeeming qualities that come from the work itself. Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, waiters that I that I worked with, uh, uh, you know, once hit me to some wisdom, and was just like, "Hey, man, you know, waiting tables, it's just kind of like the world's slowest ATM. <laughs> Eventually, you're gonna get two hundred dollars. Yeah, right. Boy, does it take a while. Yeah, uh, uh, and I'm just like, okay, that makes sense."
0: Yeah, no, I, it, speaking of that, you know, therapy sessions uh, in the workplace. I was told I, this never happened at my workplace, but I was told um, when we did the watch party for this movie that that is very much a, a thing that therapy sessions after work are or during work are a real thing. Like, did you ever experience that?
1: Oh, God, yeah. I think that you you wind up becoming close with people, with especially certain people. Uh, if you're at a good restaurant with a good staff, Uh, I think that it does motivate everybody because everybody's there to make cash. Everybody's there to flip tables as fast as possible. Everybody's there to help out and, and uh, uh, you know, everybody just wants to get cut as soon Mm -hmm. as they can. Um, Yep. You know, make enough money while they do it. Uh, uh, I think when you have a good staff, you can, uh, you can advocate for a little bit of that, but certainly, yeah, you wind up finding out their relationship status and if things are going well, if things are going bad, um, you know, during the the end of my waiting career, uh, you know, you make all this cash, right? Mm-hmm. And we would all just literally walk it down to a bar two doors down from where we were. Yeah. And we'd just spend it because we were friends with the bartender and the wait staff there. Mm-hmm. So they would be our friends and they would comp us stuff. And we'd wind up spending, we, we'd wind up like tipping. Uh, 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 the, the, the bartender at the, at the quarter deck on, on university, yeah. uh, uh, a shit ton of money. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know, that is, it, it, it was, yeah, I, to, to get to your, your, your larger point. Absolutely. This was, uh, uh, a, a job in which you were sharing real emotion.
0: Yeah. Well, you want to know what's hilarious too, because, uh, because that was, what's crazy is that the place that I worked at was like a restaurant and it had a bar, So we didn't even have to go anywhere because the bar was already there. (laughs) So that actually worked really great.
1: (laughs) That was the thing, though, with our place. And a lot of places, uh, they didn't want you drinking at the play.
0: Mm, They
1: wanted you to go somewhere else. So it's like they even really frowned upon it when you were like, I guess if you were off, you could come in. But they didn't want you getting shit-faced.
0: Right, like they didn't right.
1: want you to be a problem and they didn't want you to like immediately be spending your money like in a like half untucked uh, outfit after. Yeah, exactly. So we would wind up going somewhere else, but also this is South Florida. So it's like, you know, it didn't, wasn't exactly hard to find another, another bar. In fact, yeah, in that area, there's probably four of them. And so the question was which one you were choosing.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of that, you know, like it, comparing tips was very much a thing too. Like we would always compare uh, how much tips we would have, mm-hmm. you know, my coworker would like, she would always get like these large tips, and she would say like, how if she walked away with like only $50, that was a bad night. Meanwhile, I could barely get $50 on a really good day in tips. Right. Like, I just
1: yeah, but everything's everything's relative, right? Mm-hmm. So like you know, at a certain point this gets into the idea that you brought up earlier of like uh uh why do we have four servers on when the reservations are so low and it's fucking dead? Because right. if if I was like why did I come out? Like if I could have had a night off, just give me the night off. Like or, you know, if it if it's picking up, just give me a call and I'll come in. I was just sitting around doing laundry anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I I guess that, that is, that is, that is the larger thing. It's like, like, like there's nothing that crushes a server's soul more than coming to work and getting bullshit pay.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like, Like a
1: server would, a server would so much rather at the end of the day, be slammed and walk out with a ton of money than to see next to no tables and walk with jack
0: yeah for sure yeah i know because that is the one rewarding part about being slammed is at least you get paid more (laughs) but uh that moment where i
1: did it with i did it with with with, with bussing bussing i wound up doing pretty good at because you get tipped out per server Mm. um so like i'd be assigned to like two or three servers and so if i was Crushing it and and doing some like, you know, kind of like light waitering. So like getting refills on drinks and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, then then the servers would be would be thrilled and would tip me out more than I then. Uh, I think it was like ten percent to the bus boy, and then like ten percent to the bar. Hmm. The waiters also tipped the bars at uh, the places that
0: I worked. See, yeah, that's interesting for me because because I I had a delivery job on top of being a busboy, so my tips were always coming from the deliveries that I would run.
1: De- yeah, from the people. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I never got like a a cut of. I think the I think the uh, the cooks like if they ever tipped the kitchen because there was a tip jar for the kitchen, then they would get like a a yeah. share of that. But yeah, no, I I would be getting my own tips, and so I would always know what I would end up getting, which actually I guess helped out in that aspect, right? But uh, <laughs> that moment where Dean goes back and eviscerates that customer for only tipping one ninety one, like every restaurant worker wishes they could do that to someone who tips real bad, like in your, it, it, like plays in your head. That's like, oh, I'm gonna do that, but no one ever does because you don't want to get fired, right? But I'm just saying, tip your restaurant workers well, people. <laughs> And this is the point where my mixer stopped working and my entire audio setup failed. And unfortunately, Justin also had a hard out. Hopefully, we'll be able to get Justin back on another time when I don't have a major audio catastrophe. Uh, Justin will be back later in the episode, though, to give a final rating of the movie and allow him to get his plugs in. But I had a few more things I wanted to talk about with this movie, um, including the fact that there were also those kinds of customers that were husband and wife and the husbands were very controlling i admittedly i only witnessed it a few times at the last place that i worked at but it definitely existed and that was <laughs> that was crazy it's like it, it's our anniversary so he's, al- he's allowing him to give to have a pepsi that, that, that's just completely messed up to me um but shitty customers I'm, I'm so disappointed i didn't get a chance to talk to justin about this but shitty customers were very much a thing and that scene was very brutal when um when he's having to deal with when she's having to deal with that karen basically of course we didn't have that Term the term karen back then but that's basically what they were showing there is like that 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 karen who it, who is like very you know judgmental about their food and stuff and had issues with it and everything and she sent it back of course as we all know that was a big mistake also side note i love how they played don't get brody essentially on whether they fixed the food or not quote-unquote fixed the food because uh those chefs sure did fix the food all right quote-unquote and i love i love how she took a bite into it too when when uh when monty brought it back and she didn't suspect a thing which made it even more gross but this quote from the movie by the way is so true like She broke the cardinal rule. You don't fuck with the people that handle your food and and just facts like that. That the sentiment is so true, man. Like, I I can't tell you like because like I and I feel so bad for retail employees, too, because they really don't have any recourse. At least if you're working on in a restaurant and people give you a tough time, at least you have you know, you have some sort of recourse I mean, obviously you shouldn't be, you know, messing with the food, but still, you know, it, you have options, you know, retail workers don't. So I guess that's the one benefit of uh, being a restaurant worker as opposed to a retail worker, I suppose. But I have two shitty customer experience stories that I want to tell. Um, I was making a sandwich in front of someone. This is in my subway days. I was making a sub and I th- and I allowed her to like. She wanted. She asked for some samples of um some of the food items. I, I think. And I don't know. I I don't even remember the situation. I either did something she didn't like, or she asked for more of a particular item, and I told her I'd I'd have to charge her extra. You know, doesn't matter really because that that happens right and her attitude changed like real quickly like she started out like super nice and everything but her attitude just completely changed right on the spot like she she demanded that someone else come out and do her sub and thankfully my co-workers jumped in and defended me and you know i it, it she took that sample cup that i had given her like and she threw it across the floor and stormed out of the restaurant. I'll never forget this. Like that was easily probably one of the craziest, you know, shitty customer experience stories I ever had. Um I had a I had a couple other ones but they weren't really that bad. Um but also here's the other thing too. She then proceeded to call our restaurant and, you know, wanted to talk to the manager obviously, right? And then when when it when she found out it was the same people answering the phone because duh like who else do they expect to answer the damn phone <laughs> she yelled at us some more and you know threatened to call probably threatened to call corporate I I suppose I don't remember but it was uh, it was a crazy uh, was a crazy experience like I just I I, I went into the back and probably stood there for like a good 10-15 minutes trying to process what the hell had just happened um, but the other shitty customer experience didn't happen to me directly but I was there when it happened and I don't remember a whole lot of the specifics of the situation but basically they were frustrated about their food um, being um, you know cooked like I, I guess it wasn't cooked properly in their mind and the owner was there and saw the cook make it right and so he knew he had made it correctly so the owner was you know trying to you know it, trying to explain that to this uh to this couple right and you know they were getting um they were getting confrontational you know they were going like typical sort of you know situation that happens at that point right but that's not the part that made me really frustrated though the part that was really frustrating for me was the fact that they, this, this, these people did report it to corporate and corporate took their side, you know, like, like it, it just, it didn't matter what the, what the owner told corporate, like, it, you know, like, cause they, they, I think, I think the owner, from what I remember, like basically was telling corporate that they were the ones being aggressive and calling the waitress names and stuff. Cause there was a, there was that there was that situation, too. And like that just appalled me that like corporate doesn't have their back in any situation. And and honestly, I found out later that um, the reason I lost my job was because um, they couldn't they couldn't depend, they could they they weren't they were having trouble find finding a new delivery worker um, that could work. And they they said, either either commit to it full time or commit or or stop doing delivery and the owner opted to stop doing delivery which i i i don't know like i i have lots of problems with uh with the corporate at that particular place that i worked i it was it was not great i i'm not quite sure what the issue with corporate there was but that was that was ridiculous to me Um, I will say though, that the best conversations that you'd have, and I experienced this a lot when I was, uh, when I was delivering with people, uh, those conversations that you'd have with old people were the best. Like they, they always have like the best stories, like whether you're a restaurant worker or not, like even if you're out, like, you know, quote unquote in the real world, right. Right. Dude, like old people have like some of the best like stories to tell and everything. Like I I love talking to people from the older generation because you really can learn a lot from those people and they have such amazing stories to tell and it was it's just awesome, man. Like I really did enjoy that a lot. And but inevitably, you know, there will always be some sort of political conversation that you know gets started at restaurants i'm sure justin uh very much can uh, can relate to that um i think justin has even mentioned a few times about um about conversations the political conversations that he's had with people in v- various bars across the country cuz he's been to a lot of the major um pol- states for you know, political coverage and stuff. And it's just crazy, the stories that, and the experiences that he has out on the road like that. And yeah, it's just crazy. Now, those cheesy training videos, right? I never really had any one of those cheesy training videos that I had to watch where like the guy, like, I I mean, I have seen training videos that look like that. Our, the training videos that I had were not were not that crazy at Subway. And in fact, there were no training videos whatsoever at the last place that I worked at. And, you know, uh, I, I, but I do recognize I've seen YouTube videos of those cheesy training videos. And, and like they got that so spot on. Um, I did have to get a, uh, in order to get a pay increase at, at Subway, though. I had to watch a bunch of those stupid training videos and it got me like an extra 10 cents an hour or some, something crazy like that. Like, I, I don't know. Like when you, when you get paid a, a complete shit wage, like most restaurant workers do like an extra 10 cents an hour really does add up like over time. But, uh, you know, there's, there's a longer conversation that can be had about how, shit restaurant pay is and just how shit restaurant and retail workers get paid in general anyway um we talked a little bit about this in the episode uh already but uh but the uh but the creepy managers uh those creepy managers hitting on the young workers um i i don't know i had I, I, the owner of the last place that I worked at would get drunk. Sometimes he wouldn't ever do anything like that, but he, but I definitely heard some crazy stories about, uh, about some conditions that people have found him in. So I don't know. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting, but, um, I did love the fact that, um, that the, uh, that Natasha gave the manager the wrong address for the party. Like that was some sweet, sweet justice. And the fact that the address was was one of the pissed off customers, like that was just amazing to me. Now, speaking on that though, I I mentioned it earlier about the fact we kept saying during the watch party, this was 2005 people, like that was a that was the common phrase that we kept repeating in the uh, in the Discord uh, when we were doing the watch party because. Um, there were some, uh, there were some things that did not age well in this movie. Um, you know, particularly, again, Monty and the manager both going after Natasha and her mentioning that she's only 18 for another week. Oh boy. (laughs) Although, I guess, I guess when the moment was about to happen between Monty and Natasha, like... something got into marty's senses i guess i don't know like it it, it was it was it was weird i don't know i i i felt weird watching that i'll be real um speaking of which by the way too there's this whole gag throughout the movie about whipping out your dick and balls and like it's so much so that like like it, it, it's like <laughs> essentially kind of like mooning someone, but I guess it's in this case it's sunning, I suppose. And um, <laughs> and you find out why this movie is rated R because uh, there was one particular scene where you actually saw a where you actually saw a dick, and you saw well, I mean you saw a bunch of hair in front of I assume a. <laughs> a vag, i assume but <laughs> but uh but yeah that was that was sort of like a weird sort of theme that went on throughout the movie but I, I mean like i don't know people would make crude jokes at the last place i worked at all the time so i mean i guess it's just kind of an over exaggeration of that i guess you could say um but uh but yeah no it doesn't get any it doesn't get prettier when I, because a lot of F slurs were dropped in this movie. Um I don't know, like, it was interesting because, like, there was a lot of F slurs dropped and there was, you know, a lot of, there were a lot of instances of uh homophobia. Like, it was actually kind of a little, uh, like, that's what made me cringe the most was, like, just the fact that there was a lot of... um There was a lot of homophobia in that but i mean you know eh, again this was 2005 people it was a different time um but i did appreciate what uh what dean said that you know if men can't show their cocks to each other then what the hell are we doing you know so i mean hey you know they, they 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 redeemed themselves i guess in that from that perspective but that's about the only redeeming thing uh with uh with that but uh but yeah but they also uh but they also dropped the r word too when they're describing you know mentally handicapped folks which is you know uh which is great (laughs) um you know naomi complaining that there's foreigners at the table like come on man like like come on man like i I don't know like it was i i guess it was more they were more talking about the fact that you know that they're shit at tipping but still i mean it's not a great it, it's not a great premise you know although i will say a a cool thing about uh about th- this section was that there were flip phones like there were so many flip phones in this movie and also those pay phones that were placed up on the wall like in front of the restrooms too like you do not find those really anymore uh cuz everybody's got smartphones I mean those flip phones and pay phones good times man good times <laughs> uh, all right but back back to talking about the good parts of the movie though So I I have never understood this but, I un- but it is completely accurate. Like, there are some restaurant workers um, that will just somehow remember everyone's order. And I've experienced this at restaurants that I've ate at. But I would totally be Amy and just completely forget it all in two seconds. I'm definitely that person that is writing this shit down and making sure I've got it right. Because ain't no way in hell I'm remembering all of their orders. Are you kidding me? Like... Maybe if it's one person, maybe, but like not a whole table of like four or five or six people. No, that ain't that ain't happening. <laughs> Speaking of Amy, by the way, I I love how her concern about Dean taking the manager job is that he won't be able to date the waitresses if he becomes manager. Like that's her only concern. <laughs> I mean, I get it, you know, right? They're kind of they're kind of a thing, but they're not really a thing. But they're you know, slowly starting to become a thing. I don't know. It's it, I. I just found that hilarious. Also, the birthday song that they sang. Um, I was never a waiter, so I never, I never had to sing the birthday song. Um, closest thing I ever got was we wished a coworker a happy birthday one day, who had just gotten off her shift, and she got, uh, she had a beer after her shift. That was, that was fun. I, I had never seen her drink up until that point which was funny um, and by the way uh, <laughs> uh, at, at, at the end of the shift by the way too like speaking of ending the shift ending, everyone uh, goes to this like we, we mentioned it with Justin earlier a little bit but you know going to the party house like if, if you weren't going to a bar afterwards like um, like Justin mentioned, you were going to some party house of some description, right? And like, you know, party and drink and doing all these things after work. I never got invited to any one of these parties, though, because I don't know. I think everyone um, thought of me as the guy that doesn't do anything bad and therefore will just snitch to everybody. Like, I'm really not like that, though. I really do try to keep to myself and. I'm certainly not a goody two shoes either when it comes to, you know, some stuff that I have done in my past. So, I mean, I don't know why people always view me as sort of like this innocent, like, you know, guy. But I don't know. Maybe it's my upbringing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Some of my favorite scenes in this movie, though, like <laughs> Monty is like speaking of uh, duba debauchery. Uh, he's talking to his mom about all of the things that he did uh, with me and the hooker. Oh, oh, no! I'm sorry, the hooker and I. And I love how that's the thing that uh that Monty's mother has a problem with is that he didn't get have his English correct. Like Monty's got a pretty cool mom, I gotta say. Like that 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 was pretty funny. Um, I, I gotta mention that scene. Um, speaking of. I don't know why all my favorite scenes have to do with sex, but <laughs> that scene where Monty and Serena are arguing about how bad their sex was. and like, I love how the all the other coworkers just sat down and, you know, were you know, metaphorically getting the popcorn out and just watching this you know argument unfold. by the way, um that conversation about making a move with a girl is like basically every high school conversation ever like. I, I I gotta be honest like I had so I, I had a lot of those conversations in high school and in junior high. uh yeah, man I I don't <laughs> at the, I, I don't miss those times, but at the same time I do you know it's 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 one of those weird things. Of course, you gotta respect the new guy Mitch who hasn't been able to get a full sentence in all day. You know, and you know, he, I love that he was just exposing how crazy and psycho everyone is. Um, you know, and, and Justin put it pretty well, um, earlier when he mentioned I, 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 I think I personally think you have to be a little insane to want to continue working at a, at a restaurant job because it is really a thankless job, man. Like, I, I don't understand how people do it, it's insane. Uh, that rap video during the credits was so good too like i i did enjoy that a lot um and uh yeah no honestly those were probably my favorite scenes in this whole movie and uh overall uh this was a (laughs) this was a fun and relatable movie i had so much fun uh watching this movie and now Let's uh, let's go back to past Willie uh, where and where we talk about our ratings for this movie. Take it away past Willie. All right, everybody, let's give our final ratings of this movie. Uh, Justin, a thumbs up, thumbs down. I assume you're going to give this movie a thumbs up. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that you can fully tell the story of that era of comedy and not have waiting on the list, especially considering all the talent in there. Some of my favorite people, I think we even left out Luis Guzman, who is uh, funny in that uh, as a cameo in that movie. uh But a big thumbs up and also just anything that can highlight the weird, bizarre world of waiting tables in your 20s is uh, uh, always going to get a, a thumbs up from the old germs
0: yeah absolutely yeah no i did enjoy this movie quite a lot so i yeah, i have to give it a thumbs up as well uh this was this is a great movie uh well justin uh thank you so much for uh taking the time to be on the show today uh if i mo i have a lot of crossover with my fan base but just in case let everyone know where they can mm-hmm. find your work
1: uh, Twitter is probably the easiest place to go, Justin R. Young. But if you're into politics, you can find the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast. If you're into comedy, you can find the Great Night podcast. And if you want, uh, uh, quite possibly, the best thing that I've ever been a part of, it is World's Greatest Con with Brian Brushwood.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I've been, I have been loving the uh, game show uh, episodes on World's Greatest Con. Guys, you need to listen to this podcast if you have. Oh, it's a, thanks, man. Thanks epi- a lot. Great episodes. Great podcasts. Uh, of course I do a watch party for each of these movies that we review on the show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, you can join the conversation in our discord at discord.cinemavention.com. But if you can't make it to the party, don't you worry folks, we have the watch party available on demand exclusively to the people who support at patreoncom slash W Scott is one. Thank you so much to everybody who, uh, supports this show. Really appreciate you. Uh, don't forget I'm live twice a week over at twitch.tv slash one. Send in your feedback. Email at cinemavention.com. Hey, if you worked a restaurant job, send in your feedback if on this episode because I, I could guarantee you there's there's some good conversations we can have on this movie. Uh, of course, visit the website cinemavention.com and subscribe wherever you find podcasts and leave a review if you can, please. Uh, that helps out the show a lot. Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. And we'll be back next week to discuss the movie Independence Day with Amos. And I'm so excited to talk about that movie. Uh, So much fun. I hope you will be there for that episode. Until then, we'll see you next time.
1: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this (laughs) program.